0: Everybody, and welcome to the 320 Club podcast. Why is it called the 320 Club? Well, 420 was already taken, and happy hour is happening somewhere else. We're your hosts. I'm whiskey, and I'm rocks. Okay, <laughs> you 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 told me you had a an eventful day today.
1: Yeah, well, when we start with what's grinding whiskey's gears today? <laughs> so what's
0: grinding whiskey's gears today? Yeah, <laughs>
1: freaking contractors, contractors, con contractors so if we start we go okay um we have problems and and we can't solve all our problems ourselves because you know if we were all if we did everything ourselves we'd become a generalist and the problem with generalists is that you don't make as much money and then you can't provide for your family as as well as you could so we tend to as human beings we tend to specialize in our society so in order to do that, we we go to our jo- jobs as specialists and we earn money, and then we pay other people to do things around the house that we can't necessarily do as well or do as economically. So right. I'm having foundation problems, and any idiot can shovel. Okay, let Well, I don't know. <laughs> any idiot can shovel. <laughs> so, okay. So let's put that. Let's put that down, and. So, you okay? All right. But I, I got a degree in business. So, I, I, I invite people in and, I, and we're going to start doing a business style negotiation. So, the first one, the first contractor I had today was a window guy. Now, window, the, the company I went with is, I'll give a shout out to them Claire Windows and Doors. And in Kingston, it's, it's look, looked after by a subsidiary. Um, and they were really good. Okay, he showed up on. He was a couple minutes late, but he called me and told me he was hung up five minutes late. No biggie. Pulls up in a contractor truck, which is a a Ford F one hundred and fifty. You know, a little they beat up. You know, look, he's a working person,
0: like a tra- like you do,
1: like a good tradesman, right?
0: Yeah. Okay. And he
1: gives me estimate. He goes, well. This is probably going to have to be replaced. This is how much it's going to cost. This is how much the window is going to cost. Would you like trim? Would you like glazing? What would your options be? Um, and just so you know, most windows are offset a little bit. And I can handle that for you. And no big deal. So here's your cost. So so from when we start installation, that day, the whole thing will be uh, will be done. Are you with me? Oh, I just lost you. Colin rocks.
0: There, there we go. Oof. Yeah. How, are you, Loud. Doing? How are you doing? I'm good. How are you doing? Not
1: too bad. Your call dropped.
0: Yeah, I saw that. That was kind of weird.
1: It's one of those days. But I can jump right back in. So all right. uh, your recording is screwed.
0: Uh, my recording is screwed?
1: Yeah, because it dropped, the call dropped, right? And then uh, it, it, okay. does, it stops recording on my end. Um, that's
0: okay. I it's on it's on my end, so that's all right. The um
1: so the contract, window contractor he comes in and then his quote is everything in. So by the time I pay the check and the men are done, I have a fully functioning room with trim. Yeah. Okay. You would you would think that that would how it is supposed to go. Now and and here's the thing. So here's the thing about the foundation guy. Okay. So he comes in, he drives an Escalade. Okay. I already don't like him. Okay. He's early. He was pushy early. <laughs> Okay.
0: he He's rolling. He yeah. had sweet rims on it, chrome or, rims.
1: <laughs> yes, chrome winter tires. I mean, who really? does Really? Who does that? No. Them? Yes. Yes, this guy did.
0: Oh, my God. That's that's so douchey.
1: <laughs> so he comes in, and, you know, my house isn't, but he, he starts looking at my my daughter's thing. My daughter's got a smart board, and they're, they're not cheap things. He's like, what's that? And he goes, does it, you know, can you watch TV on it? I says, yeah, if you wanted to. Uh it's like a 4K and all this other stuff. And, you know, my daughter does her schoolwork on it and the teachers upload things for her to do because with her, her disabilities, it, it helps her become better. Um, so the interesting thing is, when I came down to the foundation, he was talking down to me. Well, uh, you know, we're going to come in, we're going to chip all the way around. Already in the foundations, we'll put in the internal weeping tile. I'm like, okay, but I want the cost for the outside. I've done my research. I want a cost for both because I want to cost compare what's going on. Well, you want the outside one because it's more expensive. It's about $150 a foot. And we don't know how we're going to do with your garage because it's attached. and Blah, 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 blah.
0: All right. This is what? Just, just not like for your foundation. For
1: my foundation,
0: yes. Yeah.
1: Uh, I'm like, well, okay, but I still want the numbers. I want, I want to know the full number because I want to cost compare what my options are. Because yeah, I want give to, me a full quote. Because, you know, when we're talking thousands of dollars, we're talking paychecks and months of my life that I don't feel like giving up to, you know, something that's buried in dirt.
0: Mm-hmm. <laughs> so Makes sense.
1: So he says to me, he goes, well, it's going to be about $9,000 to do the inside weeping tile. And it's going to be about uh, fifteen thousand, sixteen thousand to the outside. I'm like, okay. So, you know, am I going to have finished walls by the time this is done? No, I. I'm like thinking, looking my, thinking my head going, okay, business case. Option one has external. I'll rip out a deck that's not to code, and then I don't give a shit anymore. I plant grass. Hmm. My remediation costs, sweet fuck all, because now I have enough, enough wood to burn t- for next winter. Because <laughs> I cut the whole yeah, deck no So, internal, I come in and I got, you know, allegedly waterproof walls. But doing some other research, he goes, Well, you only need to cut the bottom 12 inches. I'm like, I don't recall seeing that in building code. So then I looked at the home inspector's website. Twelve inches is is about seven feet short of where this water barrier is supposed to be. <laughs> Jeez, seven feet short. Okay, so I paid you literally an obscene amount of money because I mean this is after ta- taxes, right? So we we make this is several months of my of salary that I'm giving to this person to try and fix my house and right. you're doing a shit job. And by the way, he's five-star he, review. He
0: hasn't already done the job, right? You're just going through quotes.
1: Exactly, because I...
0: Okay, good. I good. take
1: someone's <laughs> proposal, I take their costs, and then I go do an analysis of what it's going to cost me and then what are my risks. Right. So, there's no guarantees and going to solve my problem. Mm. The problem is because there might be a, a big-ass crack in the wall and because it's behind the wall, you'll never see it.
0: Hmm. Because okay. he's only
1: doing the bomb 12 inches. Right you'll, right. you'll never know. It could be below three feet and above, uh, above the 12 inches. And then, did we solve my problem? No. No. No, because then I still have all this moisture running behind the wall.
0: <laughs> yeah, and it's still getting in. And then, you know, when it freezes over those winter temperatures, it starts. Expanding those cracks over time, and then you've got serious problems and serious leaks into your basement. That's not good. Solve zero problems. I'm like, yeah, for this amount of money, for these
1: fancy rooms, you
0: solved you solved his problem. You solved his problem. Like, you know, not only can he get uh, you know the heated seats package with his Escalade, but he can also. Afford you know those super duper rims that he wants to put on, not just the uh, not just like the fake looking chrome ones. I was like,
1: come on. So of course, my wife my wife came down and she goes, I do not like him. And my wife's my wife's a decent judge of character. And it was it was something the way he talked to you. And he thought he goes she goes he sounded like he was smarter than you are, and not too many people are. <laughs> 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 he eh. sounded like he was, or he—he he talked he like he was. Sounded like he thought he was, or he sounded like he thought he was. He, and he started going, oh, to, "I'm okay. a plumber by trade," and I'm like, "Okay." I said, "I and I said, listen, I I know some people are actively involved in lawsuits for this style of weeping tile. I have a test that I need to do before you complete your. I want to take a bucket of water and I want to dump it on your weeping tile. It's supposed to drain water, right? Yeah. Well, that's what it's designed for. He was almost offended that I would say anything. Really? I was like, warning bells, warning bells. Yeah, red light. I want to see if this thing actually drains water before you coat it in concrete and put it in my
0: house. (laughs) That's brutal, man. No, I see. I haven't had uh, that much experience with contractors, but I get the idea, right? Um when it comes to when it comes to dealing with contractors and that stuff, I think I think that's where government regulation has a really good part to play in. Well, but the, I know we've oh, talked oh, about this before where we got rid of government regulation, so it's just like open game, open season for contractors to just do whatever the hell they want with uh with clients.
1: Oh yeah, the the thing is is that a home building uh or sorry, they weren't home building, but the regulators allowed their industry to self-regulate because that's a good thing. Inmates running a in prison. but uh, Jesus. So you, so who's policing these guys? Well, the answer is they fuck up, you pay. And if you haven't watched Homes on Homes, and you know what? Some of his stuff is quite sensationalized.
0: but It is, but it has to be for that entertainment value.
1: Uh, totally, but I mean, there are people, if the contractors did things properly and stop washing their hands of things things would be better off. Like, I typically right. don't get contractors in. And the only reason I go to Clara Windows and Doors is because uh, I don't like breaking windows. They scare the crap out of me because they can sever mm. fingers. Um, yeah. And I kind of need mine to be a beer crap. Well, I but, mean,
0: <laughs> after you got me all onto this winemaking thing, as soon as I heard about you know, these horror stories about, uh, people getting their fingers, their digits cut off just by dropping these giant, what do you call them? These, uh, the giant glass flasks essentially that you, you brew your wine. in. I was just like, nah, I don't know if I want to do that anymore. (laughs) Yeah.
1: Yeah. but I mean, don't, don't drop it. Like I I, I get, I get your fear, (laughs) but I mean, these things are, are bigger. They're not designed to be handled all the time. Uh, Right, and then you you got the guy who built, who decided to do his own on my place, and you you take screws and you put them through the window frame, which ultimately kills the vapor barrier protection. Mm -hmm. So,
0: yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I I I watched some of that uh, like homes on home stuff, and man, it was uh, it was some fascinating stuff. Just like watching him, just like who the hell let this guy into this house? Like, I want to know his name. <laughs> you know, he'd, just, he'd say stuff like that all the time.
1: You know, but you know, you notice know how I normally defend people, like businesses are going on. So then I decide to go,
0: because I need a new car, to go new car shopping. <laughs> oh, God. Uh, Dude, yeah. like, I just, I can do maybe one of those things in a day <laughs> deal with these kinds of people like once maybe maybe once a week let's say uh at, at best let's let's the fact that you're going after this you know you're you're doing a, a two-for-one deal <laughs> in one day well <laughs> i'm like, at man. three
1: for one now so oh yeah and i also got my car maintenance done but anyways
0: Oh, uh, Bell, wonderful! But Belleville
1: Volkswagen is awesome. Uh, like it, it is a nice mom and pop shop. They they look, actually care about their customers. Uh, I like Belleville. Look Ville. at
0: you name dropping.
1: Oh, totally. If you do good, <laughs> I, I will name you. If you do bad, I want to avoid my lawsuits because you're shitty enough to get the warrant one.
0: Um, okay, all right, fair enough. <laughs> so I went. So I went to this other place. We need. We need. We need advertisers. Apparently, <laughs> no. So I. So I went to uh,
1: another car shop and. They advertised the car. It was it was low kilometers, ultra low kilometers for the for the year that it was. And uh, what I did is I said, okay, I like the car. I took it for a ride. Uh, I took my little daughter with me and her car seat. She's a Daddy, I like the black car. So, so we so so, so I said, okay, I'll I'll take it. Um, here's my paperwork. And just for curiosity's sake, what what is financing like here? And. The guy who's doing the financing must have been a total amateur. Like, you know, first day on the job, because he offered me 7% interest on a car, a used car. 7% interest. 7% on
0: a used- interest on a used car. But the
1: problem is he didn't ask me what my down payment was or my trade-in.
0: Is this like this isn't through this dealership? This is no, is uh, a
1: totally separate place, okay? Because uh, King Belleville Volkswagen bought my other Volkswagen new, I just need something to go, uh, a commuter car that I can oh, beat okay. the crap out of. So, <laughs> I don't need a new car for that. My daughter will do enough of that for me, right. Um, <laughs> so, so I just needed something for me to drive back and forth, it doesn't have to be as you know, luxurious or doesn't need the maintenance packages that are associated with it, the warranties, because my wife, if, I, if I'm if i away, needs those warranties to get things fixed and know that they'll be looked after. Right. For me, I just need a car that'll it'll get back and forth. If something happens on the side of the road, I usually will try and, I can pretty well fix it myself.
0: Right? Right. Normal, normal, yeah.
1: normal man of the world type of stuff. Um. <laughs> well, it is. It is. If you take the time to learn, it's not
0: that like.
1: Not everything is that complicated, right?
0: You you have humility too. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck off. <laughs> anyway, a man of the world.
1: Well, you you can you, listen. You could jury rig things like the next guy. If it's broken, it's broken. The rest of it's it's just old news, right? Yeah, I get it. Um, but seven percent interest is highway robbery for a car, for a secured loan. Yeah. So, in that conversation, he says to me, it's an older car. It's not going to hold its value as much. It's a higher interest rate.
0: What, his car? Like, exactly. It's He's marking right? his own car. <laughs> what are you, like, are you trying to upsell this thing? <laughs> <laughs> like, he just downsold
1: my car. And then I looked Jesus. at him and I said, by the way, before I buy this car, I'm taking the car to Belleville Volkswagen to have it, have it once over to make sure nothing's broken.
0: Yeah, why not?
1: And there so then I off, offer to put a deposit down. They're like, "Um, it's okay."
0: <laughs> he a, said it's okay.
1: It's not okay. It's not required to hold the car. <laughs> <I'm> like,
0: <laughs> "He said it's not required to hold the car." Yeah, oh, okay. So I got a feeling uh,
1: that I'm going to take it to the inspection, it's not going to pass,
0: and then I return the car <laughs> and lose my So idiot. did he so did he say no to he said no to my deposit. Like, oh, so he said no to your deposit, but does that mean he said no to you selling it or, or you buying it, sorry?
1: No, no,
0: no. Oh, okay. So he's just kind of messed up in the head then. <laughs>
1: it's like, wow, way to give the the, the buyer the wrong vibes.
0: <laughs> yeah, the good Scoobies.
1: Especially after the foundation guy, my, the hair on the uh, on the back of my neck was standing up going, something's not right again, something's not right yeah. again.
0: So did you end up taking the vehicle? And
1: Well, I, and the next thing is, so what is all the cost involved in this car uh, besides tax? And they wouldn't tell me. So we'll find out hmm. tomorrow. I'm not afraid to walk away. So stupid people. Interesting. I'm tired of stupid people. If that's how you do business and you want to do it so secretively... Uh, you know watch cbc marketplace like they have some pretty good uh series on cars and the the costs are associated with it
0: since yeah you bring cbc marketplace up a few times on uh, you've brought it up a few times on this podcast like what is it about it that you're so uh you rely on it so well well
1: think about it so who's advocating for us as consumers
0: Not many people. You would think the government would be, but... No,
1: the government does. The government does government-level things. We're talking about consumer, private contracts, (laughs) and and it's the business world. So CBC Marketplace, if you write into them about, and you get a bunch of people to write in about certain problems, they will look at and review them to see the veracity and, and, and how much of a problem it actually is. And then they, what they do is they, they send in secret shoppers to verify what you're saying is true.
0: Then oh, they take, really? I didn't even know that. And That's then they, cool.
1: Then they take the recordings and bring it to the industry regulators saying, why aren't you doing something about this? Hmm. So when he says, are there people looking after us? I would say, yes and no. Um, why aren't you doing something about this? And then in some cases, they go back repeat, like Every year, they go back to the same industry and do the same thing again. And they bring it back to the, watch god, the watchdog going, I thought you said you're going to do something about this.
0: <laughs> That's actually kind of cool. So they actually follow up on some of these stories and stuff after the fact in order to continue to protect the consumer.
1: Oh, yeah. And, and the, 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 the organization that brought, uh, brought, broke the fish scandal was CBC Marketplace. They took a bunch of the fish to uh, DNA researchers. Says, How much of this fish is actually tilapia?
0: It turns out what do, you, what do you mean tilapia? It's a type of fish. Okay. Never heard of it. Oh my goodness. Uh, my friend. <laughs> my friend. How do you know what a bass is? I know what a bass is.
1: Okay. So if you wanted sea bass, well, there's like 17 different kinds of sea bass. Okay. Uh, but if you wanted tilapia, it's a very specific kind of fish. Right. The problem is is sometimes you'll you will you will order tilapia and you get sea bass. Okay, or you'll order salmon and get something different. Or you'll get salmon, I see, cause they you'll look get salmon and you'll the
0: inside or whatever. So people, yeah,
1: you'll get salmon and get and end up with trout. <laughs> Got it. So there's a difference in cost. Okay, so they're substituting um, expensive Sneaky products mouse. with cheap ones. Yeah. So it's it's, it's an age old, age old thing. It's no different than uh, olive oil right now, because there's a shortage. There's a drought in Italy. Um, there's a shortage of uh, olive oil. So what people are doing is that, uh, that. Yeah,
0: I heard about this scandal. That was that was interesting.
1: Okay, yeah, you can you can explain it too.
0: Well, uh, well, from what I know of it is that they were taking, they were taking what, trying to sell what appeared to be like high quality olive oil, and they're using like low quality olive oil as a substitute so that they could get more money for a you know, a, a, what do you want to call it a a lower product or whatever.
1: Yeah, they're based, they're trying to like, get a premium price for a non-olive oil product. So they they're, they're yeah. not even substituting olive oil for olive oil. They're they're substituting olive oil blends with canola, soy, uh, all different kinds of different yeah. oils just because most people don't know what olive oil is supposed to taste like.
0: Yeah. So, and they so they prey on they prey on consumer ignorance. It's it's pretty common. It happens all the time.
1: Well, does your extra light Seems- olive oils taste like olives? Maybe not. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe not. Maybe everybody after this hearing this is gonna go like, take a tablespoon of their olive oil. Going, hmm. <laughs>
0: yeah. <laughs> There's something non y about this olive oil. No, I get it. Scams, scams are pretty common. Yeah. I mean, you you hear that a lot, but that's, I mean, that's, it's good to know that there's, there's some kind of like a big brother that's out there that's, uh, that's looking out for the rest of us. And I mean, that's, but the problem is, is that it requires, um, individual citizens to draw attention to it. And I mean, I don't know how many people are drawing attention to these things, um, and, and go, moving forward, how many people um you know with especially within my generation and generations after me who know about these different avenues that they can use or these tools that they can use to to voice their opinions so that way you know that voice does get heard on something like cbc marketplace and it ends up getting uh getting you know investigated by these uh by these institutions or whatever
1: Well, you got to see the beauty of it too, though. So CBC is a government organization. If you think about it, it's a crown corporation. Yes. Um, And they have. I've
0: heard. I've heard. I've heard it called other things.
1: (laughs) Well, you know, it's like, how does the government look after us? Well, they do two things. They they fund regulatory bodies, plus they fund the freedom of the press. I mean, yeah, yeah, they got political views, and yeah, there's some there's other things that are associated with it that are not so pleasant, but we have, like, CBC is is the gem. And then you go to, like, Bell Media and none of the stuff is provided to you there. You go to CTV, like, you actually have to tune directly into CBC in many instances to get the the products that they have. And you'd be amazed of what your tax dollars are doing for content and media that are preserving Canadian identities, like shows from Newfoundland and and, and, and just pan-Canada. So CBC is that is a hidden gem in Canadian identity that's that's not so well promulgated through Nap uh, sorry Netflix and I almost said Napster um, promulgated through Netflix, <laughs> Crave um, and, and and you start seeing I mean I don't know, if we're going the, the, the social media route and, and the, the streaming content you are
0: doing it again I know
1: I know but that's all right but a lot of the content you get on CTV for free. Is on Crave. I'm not sure if you know that,
0: but CTV, a lot of the content that you get on CTV for free because CTV is owned by Bell.
1: Exactly, it's free, but right. it's also on Crave, yeah. so they use the content that they already own and yeah. just bolster. No, it makes sense. So yeah, I only have uh, Crave right now because it's got uh, HBO and once Game of Thrones. Yeah, you you
0: you got rid of your Netflix because you said you ran out of shows to watch on it. Apparently, I don't know how that's possible.
1: I've run out of shows to watch and crave. I'm waiting for, oh. uh, okay. I'm, wait, I'm waiting for um, Game of Thrones, and then once that's done, I'm cutting them all. You're getting rid of it. I'm getting them all. I'll be traveling too much anyway, so airplanes have free movies.
0: Oh, that's fair, I suppose, <laughs> but they're they're usually like crap movies. No, they're not. Or they take they take they take forever to load.
1: No, they don't. They're pretty good. Like. I watched Spider Man on uh, Cinemaplex, owns the rights on Air Canada Flights. So you get their advanced screening of a lot of the shows. So if you can rent oh, it from really? Cinemaplex, you can get it on Air Canada Flights.
0: Interesting. So,
1: But uh, no, I mean, we talk about buyer beware, but I mean, never in, in my life where do you see like three times the fool? Like in one day, do you guys, people treat me as if I'm, Stupid. So I guess the moral of the story is, is really, like, do your research. Don't let them be smarter than you. Know what right looks like. So when
0: they describe wrong... Yeah, but that's a lot of hard work, man. And, like, you don't know exactly where to search. And, like, it's not easy. So, uh, you know, most people are, like, deer. They'll take the path of least resistance through the forest, right?
1: Yeah, totally. So Totally. But here, here, here's my approach. If I don't understand something, I, I describe the outcome in my mind. I have a water leakage problem. The answer is uh, conversely. I have a. I need to waterproof something. How to waterproof basement? Waterproof basement types. And then you start realizing there's in interior and exterior. What does how to waterproof the interior? Okay, and then you start finding there's a weeping tile and there's a membrane and there's these things.
0: How to yeah, do Yeah, we have we have an interior system here. So you, so, you start doing the math
1: here and start looking at pictures, what right looks like. And home inspections, um, let's see, i have pull up their address here. Um, yeah, uh, CanadianHomeInspections.ca, I think is one website that had pictures. But just keep going through the home inspection uh, places to see what it's like. like what that looks like.
0: Through Canadian Tire? No, no, home,
1: Canadian Home Inspections. There's oh, it's a website. Geez.
0: It shows you I what. I just had a bad experience with uh, Canadian Tire. <laughs> so, 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 but anyway.
1: So you, you know what right looks like, and they'll show you diagrams. And that's okay, it, that's cool. Okay, so when he's describing, for my case, when he's describing the 12-inch the bottom piece, and the picture literally shows seven
0: feet. Oops. Yeah. Oops. So what's it called? You said Canadian home inspections. Yeah, I'll look
1: up double we'll check. We'll do a I'll, shot.
0: like I'll, I'll provide a link for, I'll provide a link for uh, the listeners or whatever. That way we can we can put it on our Facebook page or on our our blog. Our
1: blogosphere.
0: Yeah, the blogosphere, Canadian home inspections. Let me
1: double check here.
0: All tech consulting group home inspectors for 20 years. Oh, yeah, that's not
1: it. Says this one here says canadianhomeinspection.com.
0: Yeah, that's what I'm seeing.
1: Yeah, and that's the one I, that's the one I used to really debunk what they were asking me to do here. Cool. So that's that's one. I, sure, it, you, you can tell it's a company, but you, you start looking if you search the weaving tile site, there's really good diagrams. And then the next hmm. thing you do is that once you understand what it is, you go to yeah. Ontario Building Code, um, and you can pull up uh, what the minimum code requirements are, um, right. Topically, and then just the risk is is don't don't use that to govern everything because you still need to go to the mus- municipality, and get the engineering specifications because there's a difference sometimes. Okay. Um, I knew that when I was I designed my own deck uh, just for shits and giggles, and uh, just
0: for shits and giggles,
1: designed my own deck, <laughs> and then I I brought my drawings in because I'm that big of a geek. Um, oh, and okay. I had my three dimensional drawings, and he goes, "These joints, what are they?" Uh, I'm like, lag bolts." You mean EB something? Blah blah blah. Yeah, and then he gave me the book what it would actually look like. So that, so then I knew what it right looked like. And I knew what, how the building code is actually written for this, the, the specification. So if you're not sure, I, th- I think if, if you feel stupid or you feel overwhelmed or you feel like this is not going to possible, walk into the city permit office and ask someone, what is it supposed to do? Because those same guys are the ones that do the inspections. You get a building permit. And, and that's the other thing. Whenever you have work done, you should ask them that they are responsible to get the permit. Windows is not required because you're just fixing something. Um, but if you're excavating, well, then you actually have to get an excavation permit. And that's one of the reasons why they don't like to do it because they
0: need a permit. <laughs> well, it requires them to do more work that they don't want to do.
1: They need a permit, and then someone has to come do the inspection.
0: Oops. <laughs> Oh. I hate. All people. right, I hate most people.
1: Sorry. <laughs> oh well, I
0: think you and I are in agreement. <laughs> I think I was. I heard some. It's like some people suck. That's it. That's about. <laughs> that's. There's nothing you can really do about it. Some people just suck. Oh, I just hate all people equally. <laughs> you are all equally worthless. But
1: I mean, like it's like why can't we why do we always have to it's greed to me it's just greed if you're always just looking to escort extort money from someone beyond what is fair shame on you shame on you there's a point, point where margins don't make any sense anymore and that's ridiculous you know yeah
0: no it's silly Well, actually, that brings up a really good question. There's a couple of... There's two questions. Well, the first one is a comment. All I can think of is uh, Danny DeVito's little speech when he was on Matilda. He's like, hey, there's a sucker born every minute. We got to take him for all we got. (laughs) And then the the second is a question. uh, um, And I think this is a conversation that you and I have had uh, personally, but maybe just for the benefit of of our viewers. Is it... um, you know, is it uh, profitable to be unethical? Well, it totally is profitable. It's just it, it totally it, is, or like, t- but is it more profitable than to be ethical?
1: Yes, but the, the problem is, it's it, it really comes down to duration. It's like I'm gonna rob one bank and one bank only, and then once we're gonna hit the, we're gonna be on the island, and then realize that a hundred thousand dollars gets you like to the border, <laughs> and then you like right. I have, to li- I have to live my or, life or on, this rob- I- on this island where this, the working wage is like peanuts.
0: <laughs> yeah, but that, that's a pretty poor what if scenario. Well, like, say, let's just take your example and say, I'm going to rob one bank and one bank only, and then I'm going to go on the straight and narrow and I'm going to get a real job, but I just need this money to get started up. Because, you know, some people do think that. Yeah, and it's definitely a more plausible situation. Um, but, I'm, I'm talking more so from the point of view of, is it more profitable to be, a, like, I, 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 I know you already kind of answered the question, but is it more profitable to be an unethical contractor than an ethical one? And then your answer, obviously, is it depends on time, right? Yeah. Short-term, Over yes. Over time.
1: Short-term, yes. Yeah. Long-term, no. Because yeah. eventually, it's going to catch no. up to you. you. Just You know what? It takes one house fire to get your ass sued. Yeah. And then you lose everything. Um, well, the
0: problem is, is that these guys, like, and there's a there's a history behind some of these guys, is that when they do get sued and they do get found out, they end up uh, going under some other name and they continue the same business practices uh, that they were doing before they got sued or whatever. And they just they're just under uh, they've assumed a new name or whatever. Yeah, in, under a company name.
1: Yeah, in, um, in under civil litigation, they can do that, and criminal legi- uh, criminal prosecution, they cannot. Uh, Usually, Under
0: criminal prosecution, so it's considered a criminal, like under what charge? Well, if you neglect,
1: neglect would be a good one. Okay,
0: criminal neglect,
1: okay. Yeah, so let's say I built a house without an engineering stamp uh, and someone died in it, well then there's peace. Because professional engineers of Ontario will actually prosecute people who call themselves engineers without uh, the proper certifications.
0: Or that iron ring.
1: Well, no, no, the Iron Ring doesn't matter. I got that, uh,
0: <laughs> but that's part of
1: it, right? No, no, it's not. You got that? You got a you got a special
0: ring of power?
1: <laughs> no, the the ring the ring is separate from the the legislative body or the. Uh, I know,
0: I know, I know. I'm just I'm jabbing. <laughs> uh, no worries,
1: no worries. I'm on my fourth drink because I'm so pissed off today.
0: <laughs> what are you drinking?
1: Oh, I'm on uh, I'm on Angry Mix right now
0: angry mix oh okay what's your angry mix
1: it's called uh pike creek crafted in 10 year old whiskey whiskey and oh sorry so it's pike creek it's a 10 year old whiskey finished in rum barrels Ooh. so uh, i think we had some of that before it was delicious i know i I gotta make room in my liquor cabinet so i might as well just finish this bottle (laughs)
0: that's
1: fair (laughs) it's only half empty
0: yeah, I got a bottle of uh, homemade white wine, so I'm going. I'm going easy tonight. <laughs> <laughs> it's like twelve point five percent alcohol. After the last podcast that we did, uh, I think I need to cut her back a bit. I was interrupting quite a bit. (laughs) It was not good. I did not like the sound of my own voice by the end of it. You edited did you? (laughs) Oh, yeah. I went on like a 17-minute rant. I was just like, what the fuck am I talking about? (laughs) We weren't entirely sure. It was bad. (laughs) No, it uh, it saved time. But I think it'll be good for like a... we're We're doing uh so we're recording this before we're doing a, a part two to our leadership and our thrones and leadership episode so I figured that uh I figured that uh I'd just make a mention of that
1: if you want to add some sparkle to your to your personality I got some uh uh carbonation tabs for your uh, your white wine if you want to carbonate it before you drink it next time.
0: ooh that wouldn't be a bad idea but turn it into champagne
1: well sparkling wine because <laughs> it's not made in the region called.
0: Uh, yeah, instance. I know. I'm not smart. I get it. <laughs> <laughs> so that's fun. No,
1: but I mean, we, we talk about businesses and we talk about ethics and we talk about like, oh, you know, where do we go and like, and how do we defend these things? I think it really comes down to is really to start to know your products and do the research before you get there um, and know the banking system. Like, what? Because after they said 7%, I started going online and re- researching, you know, auto loans and how they do it. And really, I think if you want a f- reasonably fair shake, walk into your bank and get an automotive loan. <laughs> because most of the time you're going to get bent over the barrel and spanked.
0: Oh, it's bad.
1: Oh, 7% oh, super for bad. a secure loan. My goodness. My goodness.
0: Yeah. It's not worth it.
1: So, in the back of my mind, is was like, I can put this on my American Express. <laughs> yeah. So, so it's like... You can no. also face
0: your wife's wrath while you're at it.
1: No, no. She knows I'm going. She doesn't like... Oh, she, okay. She, she's more embarrassed to drive in her old car right now. I'm like Warren Buffett. <laughs> he goes, when do you change your cars? Is when is when your assistant is embarrassed to be in it. <laughs> <laughs> and right now I'm at that point, okay? It's a Chevy Cobalt. <laughs> oh. Yeah, those aren't racing stripes down the side. That's rust. No. <laughs> <laughs>
0: That's awful. Yeah. Well, I had a uh I had a oil leak in my Subaru um, I know I remember <laughs> well yeah you 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 said hey I'm really sensitive to uh the smell of oil do you have oil leaking it's like hey how did you know <laughs> it's like we're hot boxing <laughs> I finally got it fixed I can't exactly remember I'm not car savvy unfortunately I wish I was but uh there was a I guess there was a um like uh there was a leak near the front of the engine basically uh there was oil leaking um right onto the exhaust manifold so it was creating that like a perpetual smell of burning oil so i got it taken in and you know what you know how they do with you right like when you take it to the dealership because they were they were also doing like a recall notice for subarus so they were taking my engine out of uh taking my engine out of it anyway so i figured you know like use that as an example because it would be at no charge to me so i'd use that as a uh as a means to get the oil looked at. So that way they could actually look into the, look, see if there's any issues with the engine or anything like that. So they, uh, so they pulled it out and I guess there was like a, like a crack seal of some sort. Um, so they're trying to, uh, they, they went and fixed that. looks like it's um, might've solved the problem. Who knows? We'll see how it goes. Still hasn't stopped smelling like burning oil, but I guess it's gonna, it's gonna be around for a little while. Well, <laughs> uh, you can pressure wash uh, that shit, right?
1: You can pressure wash that stuff. You know that, right?
0: Yeah, I know. They washed the they washed the engine like they oh, yeah. were, they kind of like um, I don't know what they did. They sprayed it down or whatever. They mm, okay. washed it as best they could to try and get it away. But they also put that dye in the oil so that they they can take the black light to it later, um, see if there's uh, a leak elsewhere. Um, so we'll see how it goes. But it seems to be seems to be running a lot better now. That's good. But it's well. I guess what I was getting at was, it's funny. You know what they do the the dealerships. I mean, it's there's nothing unethical about it. But it uh, when they uh, when they give you that uh, loaner car, when they take your your car in for a day, it's like they always try and upsell you, and they try and give you a taste of what you could have. You know. <laughs> yeah, uh, totally. <laughs> yeah, totally. Yeah,
1: and unless you're getting your brakes done at Midas, Midas in Kingston, they give. You- <laughs> the loaner car. I, I've done that before. <laughs> I
0: fell into that trap. It's a fucking nightmare. I'm never doing that again. <laughs> uh, the only reason I went there is like I need brakes done today
1: because my when the morning lights went on, my wife took the car to Toronto. And I'm like, there's nothing left.
0: Now I have they're gonna pla- charge you. They're gonna <laughs> charge you over a thousand dollars just to get it done. Just to just to open that thing. <laughs> now,
1: and now I have to get new rotors because. Yes, they're gutted like a pineapple. Um, yeah, but no, it's 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 interesting how we start looking at consumerism and, and and how we do it. I think when we we parent, we talk about innovation, and I I think we also need to under take the time to understand the world around us. And you, you know, may not have to special. I, I would argue that we, I'm not a me- mechanic mechanic by special trade. Um, I'm not a, a construction guy by trade, even though my family, that's all they do. Um, but it's just small little tidbits of information allow me not to be diagnosed, dig it up by myself. Because I, I, I could, but you know what? I don't like learning by mistakes on my foundation. Uh, trial, <laughs> yeah. trial and error on your foundation is not a good idea.
0: No. Es- especially you when You want to have it done right the first time.
1: Especially because you can mess it up at the point where your house falls over. Yeah. Yeah. Like being in the house that cut down the posts because they were in the way. Yeah. Anyways, so so just small little things to empower you to really ask the right questions. And if you're not satisfied with the answer, do the back-end research to make sure that we can do it. And by doing that, we're sort of innovating ourselves. We're developing our own innovative solution to solve Our personal problems. I think that's important as Canadians. Understand your own problems. Don't just hand them off Uh, and just pay whatever. Because if you pay whatever, you're keeping these schmucks in business. (laughs) Yeah, don't pass a fault. (laughs) And none of us want to meet those schmucks. Yeah,
0: <laughs> no one wants to be related to them either. <laughs> I do like the idea that um, how you how you put it. For I know I th- I get the feeling that we're summing up here, but I do like I do agree with you, and I do want to reiterate the point that you made earlier about how um, when you have a problem, the best thing to do is identify first of all identify the problems. Like yeah, it's obvious, ha ha ha. You know, first no first part in solving a problem is knowing you have one. Okay, get it. Whatever yeah, first, identify the problem. Second thing is, identify a goal, right? If it's like, if, even if it's just the antonym of that problem, it'll, it'll get you on the path to, you know, figuring out, like you said with your basement, it's like, I have a leaky basement. My goal is to not have a leaky basement. Well, how do I do that? Okay, well, there needs to be some kind of waterproofing that happens. There needs to be something that happens with that. Or like, you know, I have a you know i have a i have a leaky uh, i have leaking oil in my car okay i want to not have that so the first place i'm going to do first thing i'm going to do is i'm going to have to take it to get it looked at cuz i don't know anything about cars but in order to not get gouged you have to be you know with prices and all that kind of stuff maybe look into the problem yourself like i'm going to say it i don't know if i've said it before on the podcast before but i'll say it now Get used to this acronym, GFGI. Just go fucking Google it, <laughs> like, okay? Figure figure this shit out. You can actually – you can do it. The amount of problems that you can solve on your own just by going on the internet and just asking questions, chances are somebody else has asked the same question as you and somebody else will have an answer. And that will provide a cost-effective means for you to solve your problem, hopefully, or at least – Bring it to a to a you know a cost that's more manageable to you anyway, that's my rant.
1: perfect. that goes right into my my whole aim of the episode was the political movement right now to the right to repair um, right now <laughs> there's a there's movements afoot um If you read how stuff works and you like their material, um, there's a movement on and there's a bunch of organizations that are trying to support them is the right to repair. Right now, we are in the disposable generation. If you break your phone, uh, you replace the screen. Just get a new phone. We just get a new phone. But right now, there's a movement afoot saying, we want those companies, manufacturers, to release the the ability for us to repair them. And by selling parts, selling know-how, selling manuals, because right now, it's a grassroots movement to fix these and develop the repair manuals on our own. This is the first I've heard of this. This
0: is impressive.
1: Anyways. Look at you. Look at you fighting the good fight for so, the little guy. <laughs> uh, no, these aren't the little guys. It's becoming a national movement. It's or international movement, I should say. And I think we should take the time to to support them. Wikipedia is good for information, like, yeah, that's nice to know. But these guys are now trying to help you live your life in a cost-effective means. Because a cell phone is put eight to eight eight hundred dollars, nine hundred dollars to fifteen hundred. And you can't fix it. That's absurd, guys. That's absurd, yeah. and gals. Um, like we, we should have the right to repair these things. If not, like at least bring it to a repair shop so they can fix it. But you don't see a Samsung Galaxy repair shop anywhere near Kingston,
0: Brockville, Belleville, ever. <laughs> so we talk that about that. But whiskey that gets rid of all the jobs of those little mom and pop shops that you know, do second-hand repair shops, like those they little don't. Apple resellers. They died. Resellers.
1: They died <laughs> a lot of them died out in the last 15 years. Did only they? Yeah, there's only a resurgence right now where to repair things because there was no documentation. It's like the Maytag repairman, like in Kingston, we have Vicky's repair, uh, Appliance Repair, and they, they got, the, the old guy I met there, he, he does some... some very interesting work because they don't necessarily issue parts for certain things, or they make it so cheaply, the replacement part isn't as necessarily as good as 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 uh, the jury rig version. And I've tested them, so whatever. Mm. Moving along, there's movement afoot to support the right to repair, and I think we as Canadians, as innovators, um, bringing back that capability for us to fix our own crap is really important. We shouldn't dispose of everything because there's residual value in it for us to keep other things going. And we don't need to be necessarily indebted all the time. Every two years, why should I buy a phone every two years? It could last five to 10.
0: Um, well, like it's, it's almost like it's the complete reverse direction of some of these companies. Like look at what happened with Apple, that uh, lawsuit or whatever, where they were... They were caught red-handed throttling battery life um, by implementing software um, that uh, that would destroy battery life, forcing people to buy the next model like year after year.
1: Well, was the other like, word, that's f- crazy for Apple. What they're doing is they're slowing down the processor so you hated yeah. your phone to preserve the battery life. That was actually the opposite thing was happening, and oh. So it's like, oh, why is my phone so slow? Well, Apple put an update so you t- to make you hate your phone.
0: They did it on purpose. They have the
1: ability yeah. to do that.
0: That's fucking criminal, man. Like, it's a good thing they got caught and that they were held accountable. You know what their response was to that? Like, we're sorry. Here's uh, here's a battery replacement on us, it, but it wasn't on them. We had to pay thirty bucks for it. <laughs>
1: nothing's free
0: but i know but we you would think like after that it's just like no we're gonna first thing we're gonna do is we're gonna implement you know a a new software update that won't do the thing that the last one did that won't screw your phones up that won't make you hate your phone and the second thing you do is we're gonna give you a, a free battery replacement as long as you get it in by such and such a date but they didn't do that you could only get like a free, it wasn't even free. You, you had like a one year warranty or whatever you had Apple care or whatever. And that's the only way you were going to get it free. And I'm using air quotes. Um, otherwise you had to pay like half price for a battery for for your phone. It's, but, but you're still paying for it for, for their, like their intentional, uh, negligence, not even negligence. They actively, they're actively going against the interests of their consumers exactly
1: so when we talk about right to repair it's the right for someone else to replace the battery besides apple it's that <laughs> the ability for you as an individual to service your own crap
0: um right. is there p- a is there a downside with that like in particular with smartphones because apple apple is very protective over i don't know what do you want to call it their, um maybe it's like their intellectual property i don't know what you want to call it but like they don't like people opening up their phones
1: yeah good for them <laughs> honestly really really does is the screen that proprietary for them if i order an apple part because most things require have a nine-year um replacement part requirement like for appliances so nine right. years you're supposed to keep this stuff on hand um why isn't it the same for
0: technology that's a good point. So you know what if I if if I need a watch. Technology has a different edge to it. It's all technology. That's the thing. It's
1: all technology. My dishwasher is a technology. It is no different.
0: Yeah, but it can't be hacked by the Chinese. Yes, it can. They all have computers in them <laughs> too. <laughs> not to the same level, not sure to it the is. same extent. That well, you, tell me, a, centrif- why would they? a
1: centrifuge <laughs> in Iran, you know, when it spooled up between the Israelis and the U.S., it overshot itself, it, is, it moves exactly like a washing machine. It just spins horizontally until things start doing what it's supposed to do.
0: Yeah, but a broken a broken washing a broken, machine or whatever yeah. isn't going to destroy your life. It's not going to empty your bank accounts and it and is, it is set if, you up as a pedophile on the internet when you're not. It's not gonna do those things. It's just gonna shit the bed and maybe like set your house on fire. It's not gonna be the yeah, complete but, end of the world, but it's gonna be it's gonna be shitty, but you know. What are you talking about? A solenoid valve that's electronically controlled, if it if it overflows and overpressurizes the
1: tank you'll ha- and it keeps flooding your house while you're away because it knows the time of day because it uses internet time because we have these devices that do that now?
0: Yes. Yes, it can. So con- it'll flood it, your house and destroy your home. It can do that. But it can't destroy your personal life. Well, depends how much your it's personal ties. It's destroy the things that you own.
1: Oh my God, it's another tangent. But it, well, it no, can. I'm.
0: Well, but I'm just it can. devil's if you,
1: advocate. If 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 your life is tied to your financial success, it can destroy your life. If you no well, longer not, have a been, if it, just
0: your per, not just your financial success, but your personal identity, your at, your, your 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 whatever it is, your online fr- footprint, not even your online footprint, your your physical identity. I sense if they can if they can alter that that that's very difficult to get that back. I sense getting another house. I mean, it's difficult, but it's not like getting your identity back. uh,
1: You know, it's all there, man. I I sense another podcast coming on of the separation between material wealth and identity. So hey,
0: I like that. It's good. It's a great idea. It's (laughs) a good way to segue. So, anyways, (laughs) I'll
1: I'll let you offshoot that piece. But I
0: think just
1: not to dilute my point about the right to repair our own shit. We need it. I, I think we need it. If it's proprietary... I agree. Apple, I A- agree
0: with you completely.
1: Apple can protect its intellectual property by selling parts that it's given to its private repair shop that it used to wipe out existing repair shops. Because we used to have those, and now because, you know, Apple just repairs its own, eh, we should. we need our own. We need our own because when Apple decides to stop supporting uh, whatever device they want to support, we need to have an avenue, to a recourse to try and do this for ourselves. We should not be right. forced to change devices if we don't want to and the network still exists. Right. And we're doing that. 3G and is NH Plus are still out there. They're still valid networks, but try and buy a device for that. Well, my old right. devices work. I just didn't get them repaired. They're sitting here, and now I'm paying month to month. Forty or half my my monthly payment is to a new phone. And Does it give me any more capability? I don't know. Uh, Google still tells me I'm fat, and um, my scale still tells me I should weigh myself more. I'm not. I'm not sure if I still need those things, but. <laughs> <laughs> And uh, so so we'll sum up there because Google is telling me I should move more. Um, (laughs) I'm whiskey. And I'm rocks. See you next week.
0: Hey, everybody. Rocks here. I just want to take another moment of your time and shamelessly ask that you like and subscribe to our podcast wherever you get your weekly dose of whiskey and rocks. We're currently on iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, and YouTube. We're now on Spotify, and we're continuously looking for more ways to expand. As well, you can help us out even more if you write us a review on Facebook, tell your friends, and even get involved in the conversation. Thanks again for listening, and stay tuned for more 320 Club.